Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Thanks for joining us as we continue to talk about uh, lots of different things in the Catholic world. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Josh, welcome. Thank you. And Matt Van Milligan. Hello. Matthew, so nice to see you today as we are talking about uh, a topic that some of us have experienced. I mean, I've done it. I've done it before in, in my life. We're talking about church hopping. Mm-hmm. Church hopping. What mm. is church hopping for those people who don't mean? Yeah. Well, uh, have you ever found your, uh, yourself in a situation where you do have <laughs> you do have your own parish? I hope. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you go to other parishes. You go to other churches. You go to other uh, events at churches. You go to mass at different churches. Right. Yep. Uh, so that's what we'll say about church hopping is. But there are different motivations. I think. Right. Like sometimes, um, like everyone, I, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say everyone has their own parish. There are people who probably don't. Uh, but I remember as as a university student, based on my work schedule, I would go to whatever mass I could on the weekend, mm. right? So sometimes it would be a Saturday vigil mass at four o'clock somewhere, somewhere. Sometimes it would be like the Sunday night mass at yeah. seven o'clock. Um, and I, I mean, at different parishes, at different yep. churches, right? So I, I would calculate like where I could celebrate mass that weekend based on on my schedule. So it it, it happens. Though the problem is like, is it a problem? Is it a problem hmm. for people to go elsewhere? And I think maybe that's uh, worth a chat because lots of people are doing it. I think I think there's two things to think about here. I think I don't think it's a problem for you to church hop in the sense of why you're church hopping would be the question. I think like when I when we first got when we moved up to Thunder Bay, um, we specifically were church hopping to find the parish that we wanted to belong to. There was a parish just down the road from us, like quite literally two blocks away. Um, but there were other parishes belong. Like I was looking for the best place to grow my family, to grow my kids. Where are the places that my family is going to be able to grow the most? That I can grow my faith, my wife can grow in her faith, and our children can grow in our faith together. And so we kind of looked for that community and everything else. And we found one place. Uh, it was a great little parish. It was not little. It was a big parish, very welcoming. In fact, out of the thousand people that were at Mass, they actually stood us up and welcomed us to the parish at the end of Mass, which is amazing. And they like they announced our names, they knew our names, we, they knew everything about us. And we and it was a for me, it was a very welcoming. You know, we felt welcomed in that parish. But then, just a little bit later, uh, after about two or three months, there were some things that were coming up in the parish that weren't quite right. There was. Um, Things that we not disagreed with, but things that, you know, we're kind of causing our soul just kind of whatever. And uh, there was another church that we were going to. Now, this the first church had great music, had great welcoming spirit and everything else. But the way they were treating the Eucharist I just didn't sit right with me. But this other church was very reverent. But the music wasn't so good, and they, hmm. they didn't have a smaller, like they didn't have a, a children's liturgy, and they didn't have those things. And so my family, like my wife and I had to really pray about do I started going there for daily mass because the priest was awesome and I was really getting a lot of this out of the homily as well as like just the mass and the reverence and everything else and we had to really pray about do we switch parishes do we like which what's what's the most thing you know important thing here so that's yeah. I, I think church hopping is not bad necessarily to find this place but I'm gonna say that eventually you have to settle down uh, like yeah. part of it is being like not just a church hop so that you don't have to be involved with any church community because I think a big part of our faith is being part of a community. So you can like start reading, you can start being part of the choir, you can you know, start doing whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that I think it's a really good 
um, uh, a really good point that um, that it's it's always with the goal of finding home um, that you're you don't remain transient. But I think I think you made a really good um, kind of distinction there um, that you know people do this for different reasons. People mm -hmm. have different motives, um, and not all parishes are the same. Um, and people are drawn to different aspects of the Catholic faith. You know, some people are more. Um, 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 fed or fulfilled by good good preaching. Some, yeah. you know, it's it's music. It's the beauty, it's, it's yeah. the beauty of the church yeah. itself yeah. that that maybe drew them. Um, so, um, <clears throat> uh, but I think we can draw kind of a useful distinction between kind of substance and style. Mm -hmm. um, that you know, if if you even if you like all of the kind of stylistic elements, or you know, they they have you know a good organist, or they have you know uh, some of these kind of nice aesthetic things that I find attractive. If there's a substantial problem there, if mm -hmm. they're you know if they're um, being irreverent towards the Blessed Sacrament, or yeah. you know, there, there's you know a, a, th a theological problem or something that, that that's more kind of substantial or at root, um, you know you're you're probably justified in going somewhere where where you know the the Eucharist is properly treated. Or, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but uh, it's interesting because I come at this from um, doing a lot of church hopping in my Protestant life. That there's you don't actually have that that same conflict. You don't have that problem because you don't have the sacraments uh, per se. You know all of the content of your faith is the, hom the, the, the preaching, the music, yeah. the whatever. So you have um, a lot of different church communities diversifying. Or like you know this church is all about music. This yes. church is all about preaching. preaching. Yeah. This church is all about community and outreach and social justice and whatever um, uh, have you, um, because that that becomes the content of your faith without the sacraments. So it's and and this is an oversimplification, but it becomes all style. It becomes all preference. Um, whereas you know, if we want to have a mature um, conversation about is it okay to church hop, um, you want to examine your own motivation and say, you know, is this a substance issue? Is this a style issue? Why, why do I want, why am I drawn elsewhere? Yeah. I think you both raise a good distinction because there, I want to say right off the bat, there's nothing wrong. You know, I gave my example about me trying to catch Sunday mass <laughs> when mm -hmm. I was at university. There's nothing wrong with that. If you mm -hmm. need to catch Sunday mass, like we're yeah. obligated to be at Sunday mass. So if, if for some reason your parish uh, that weekend is not offering a time where you can get to mass, then please, by all means, go somewhere else. Uh, but I think the distinction you guys are making here is that someone who's like a serial hopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and why, why I, I say that that's probably not good is, is because we are meant, like as Catholics, uh, yes, we have distinctions, we have preferences and things like that, but it's also really good to be in community. Mm -hmm. And this is why uh, we come together on the Lord's Day as a Catholic community to, to worship together. And I think some people do church hop to avoid the community. community. Like ah. People slip in the back, yep. sit, and then next Sunday they'll go somewhere else. Or, or you know, there are some people who... Uh, uh, you know, who might go to the same place for a while and switch, but never incorporate themselves within the community. And, and, and I think while we are fulfilling our Sunday obligation, that's all we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like we, we're not letting the gospel sort of transform us or, or uh, take, take root in our lives, right? <laughs> because we're called to service. So if we're just sneaking in all the time, now, granted, again, you know, going back to my university days, I was uh, sometimes at a point where I was just sneaking in and going to mass. Mm. 
you know, and there were other points of my life where I was very involved in in the parish. So it does fluctuate, you know. Yeah. But always being a serial hopper and avoiding the community, mm. I don't think is good. Uh, definitely not good for your own spiritual life because we do need our brothers and sisters in the Christian faith to encourage us, uh, to speak with us, to correct us sometimes, you know. Um, but also the church needs it too. Mm. The church needs all of our brothers and sisters to be part yeah. of the community, right? And I think that's where I see uh, an issue with it. Now, you brought up a good point about uh, what happens if there's something going on at your parish mm-hmm. That's not right. Like you said, there was something about the yeah. Eucharist, like something about the Eucharist that's not being uh, you know treated right. I, Obviously, that is a. I, I brought it up, and so the, to, to give you an idea of what happened with my, I, I what ended up kind of making us move because uh, again the music was great. They had children's liturgy. They're very welcoming community, but um, it wasn't the priest that was being disrespectful with the Eucharist, but it was uh, Eucharistic ministers, and there was extraordinary no, ministers. Extraordinary yeah, sorry, yeah, and so there was problems there that was going on. And and so I remember bringing it to the priest and saying, okay, I'm having a problem with this. You know, is this something that we can fix? Is this something that, you know, I, yeah. like that this, and he's, and I remember him saying, well, I've tried a couple of times. So it's just like, it kind of was the result was it's not going to happen. We're not going to be able to fix it. And I was just like, okay. Um, okay. Then I, I think I'm going to have to leave because, you know, I, like I, I need you to fix it. You should fix it. But also, if this is not something that's going to change, then I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere. And we went to the place, and again, they didn't have children's liturgy, and it had bad music, like real bad music. And and but um, but the reverence was there, and we were actually able to dive in deeper into our faith in that community. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but because not because we were there, but because I think the priest and the atmosphere and the way it was, the priest had just gotten there as well. Um, but we were able to flip that church around to be a welcoming community, a loving community, because we we were able to pinpoint, oh, we went to Coffee Sunday with as a family. They had Coffee Sunday after every second Sunday or something like that. We went to every single Coffee Sunday for five or six weeks, and no one talked to us the entire time we were there. But I was able to point that out to the priest, and he said, oh, that's a major problem. So let's, he put a committee together, and then like yeah. changes were starting to happen. So what I what I saw was a church community that was willing to grow, willing to change, willing to not for me, but just to to acknowledge faults and failings and change those things. Yeah. Um, so I could really be a part of that, and you know, yeah, and and you get these kind of uh, unfortunate names that go along with the, this this atti- or the maybe the unhealthy version of this attitude. You have like cafeteria uh, yeah. Catholics, or you <laughs> have kind of this buffet that, that, but like all of those analogies imply you know a taking. You know, I'm here to take something from this, and if I'm not getting what I want, I'm, you know, I'm moving move. on, um, or I'm going somewhere else. But like that's, again, that's it's not a complete or healthy version. Of, so the, the example that, that you just gave is, yeah. you know, a lot of times people leave a parish or go somewhere else because the grass is greener. There's a problem here, and it's going to be fixed over there, yeah. or like. Um, um, but you know, there, there's something to be said for you know if you're <laughs> if you're um, really excited about. Uh, liturgy or music or whatever, like um, you're depriving that parish community of of that insight or of that expertise of that yeah. perspective. Like um, you know, if you're a musician and you're like, oh, the music here is like, offer to do music, G- get involved. Like, yes. so you you have an attitude of just yes, I'm I'm uh, I'm here, but I'm I'm not just here to take. Like, look for opportunities to give. Look for opportunities to give in a way that's aligned with your gift or aligned with kind of the um, the area of of 
faith that you know allows you to grow, but also allows the community to grow as well. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. on that note too is uh, I'm trying to think of the like the reasons why people leave the church mm-hmm. that they are part of and go to another church. Uh, and uh, like as a priest, I know that when I, when there's a change in the pr- in the pastor. That's a big one, yeah, it, for sure. Like people will just up and leave, or people will have no intention of stick around for the next priest. I think that is uh, very wrong. Like I've experienced mm-hmm. that in in my own life. You know, like uh, when I when I moved to a parish, there were people who were like, you know, who, who didn't even wait for me to to arrive, and they were gone. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, and and people who were were around when I arrived and told me how much they disliked me, even mm. though they had just met me. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? But there are people who, who do that. And I think if we believe, if we're, if we're rooted in the community, mm-hmm. you know, if we're rooted in the community, then we want to see our community thrive, thrive. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's another reason like why people just up and leave and start going somewhere else. And I, so let, let's, let's, let's go on that though. Cause there is, there is times where, I mean, um, if a priest was to move in and the priest, um, let's say you have a good parish priest and you got a really good community that's thriving. And then, a, and then a prayer priest was to leave and then a new priest was to come in and they're not doing all the things. Obviously you got to give some wiggle room. Obviously there's going to be, you know, some change and, and each pastor is going to have their own gifts, their own charisms that are going to bring forth to the parish. And so you want to be able to um, let them sort that out themselves as mm-hmm. well as back them on that, right? But what happens if there, you get a priest that's just not, um, that's just living out his job as a priest instead of a vocation? Does that make sense? Like, what do you, how, do, how do we, how do we reconcile that? Because like, at St. Alphonsus, where I go to church and stuff, if 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 you know you're the pastor there now, but if you were to leave and stuff, and someone was to come in and just you know just do mass, and that's all they cared about and everything else, but at another church, my family can grow, my family can like I might make that hop, you know what I mean? So how do how do we? But at the same time, mm-hmm. we have a real strong community at Saint Alphonsus or even at Holy Name here that we don't like that I'm infused in being youth ministry as well as music and those things. How do we reconcile? Because I don't want to leave, but I'm still not you know. Do you, know, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. How do you qualify that decision? Or yeah. How do you, or like, yeah. what what can you, what kind of criteria can you uh, employ, or what, what what do you kind of appeal to? And I think it, it does. You, you do uh, take an honest look at yourself, or mm. like, what, why, why are you, <laughs> why are you inclined to jump ship? Yeah. Um, and it's like, is is this is this something? Is this a matter of preference? Is mm. this a matter of uh, you know? I, I would prefer you know this, that, or the other thing. Or is this actually um, becoming an unhealthy community? And will I thrive more in a, a healthier uh, community? Um, and, you know, it's, it might be one of those solvable problems yeah. that, you know, yeah, let's get a parish committee together. Let's, um, you know... Or, uh, Maybe I have to get involved yeah, and or, do something. Or, or have, have a discussion with your priest, have a discussion with your bishop yeah. Um, about, yeah, what, what, what can be done to improve the situation. And then, you know, if, if your attempts are going nowhere or if, if you don't see any kind of... Um, practical way of, of solving the problem, then yeah, you're probably more justified in, in looking so elsewhere yeah. um, than you would be if you're just like, oh, this isn't, this isn't my kind of, yeah, uh, yeah this isn't my preference for what a priest should be. I think yeah. change is good. I think yeah. change is good. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, you know, and change, it can be difficult, mm-hmm. but change can be good. So, you know, with priest leaves, I, I think, yeah, you know, you, the, maybe the uh, the way things are done are, are starting to change or whatever, but sometimes that's good. 
and, and sometimes like there's every time um, you know there's a priest change there's always some people who are sad and some people who are just so grumble. Excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like when I leave my parish, there are so many people who are excited when I leave. Um, so like uh, that, that's what happens. So sometimes change is good. I, I think Matt, your point is, is, is it, am, am I not happy here now because I'm sad mm. or because there's change? Yeah. Yeah. Or is this becoming an unhealthy place mm-hmm. for my family to worship i think it's a great way to look at things right uh and i think also to be fair uh we're not there for the priest you know the, the mm. like yeah there i know the priest sometimes makes it easier no no but i agree a with lot, you. there are a lot of people who say like you know we have so many missionary priests in in canada and god bless them like i'm so happy that they're here because the, we we have priests in our parishes today mm-hmm. because they're here from other countries yeah uh, you know and w- some people say well i can't understand him <laughs> and then they get up and leave yeah. and it's like well i don't even know if you've given mm-hmm. this blessed man a chance like yeah yeah you know and uh i think that's the i think that's wrong um I think we have to give more benefit of the doubt to uh, our missionary priests uh, because they are here and they 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 love being here, and our, our 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 priests who are born and raised in our diocese. You know, everyone has gifts, everyone has certain things. So yes, if 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 it's just because you're you're upset or you're mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's not a good sad, enough. Yeah. It's, it's it's probably not a, a good thing. You know, and and sometimes different shepherds, different pastors, they reach different parts of our spiritual life. Yeah, right? I agree. Agreed, so yeah. I think yeah. sometimes not always uh, a great idea just I, to leave. I think when you're talking about two switching up priests and stuff too, one of the things we talked about is if a priest was doing something wrong yeah. for, let's say, five years, and then a new priest comes in, they can correct that and then offer a new way of doing something. And then uh, like having priests switch out is also a great way yeah. of making sure that your your sheep are tendered to fully, as you were saying, you know, yeah. uh, in the different areas and different ways, yeah. which is great. Um, but then, and then, like you said, for us, so the other thing that I would kind of mention is if you're having a problem with your priests or if you're having a problem in, in the parish, then bring it to prayer, bring it to pray and ask God, what is the direction that I'm supposed to take with this and be open to it. Like maybe it is that you're supposed to step up or maybe it is that you're supposed to ask someone to step up. You yeah. Know? And I would also say to pray about what's bothering you because yeah. I've had yeah. the, uh, I've had the um, situation that's happened where, you know, people have uh, come to hop over to a parish that I've been at yeah. uh, because they're disgruntled at their former parish. And then it's only a matter of time when they get disgruntled with me or, yeah, exactly. or our yeah. parish and then they go and jump to another parish. And then it's happened where they've come back around and yeah. now they're back here because they're disgruntled over there. And yeah. it's like, I, w- I would like for people to pray about like, what is that? What exactly yeah. are we disgruntled? And, and like, what are we searching for? Are we are we rooting our faith in Jesus? Are, are we appreciating the sacraments? Or are we like what exactly are we looking for? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There is yeah. also the other. There's also another side of this too. It's like people who don't church hop. It's like people who have been at the same parish for <laughs> eighty years, and come hell or high water, they are there at their parish, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with belonging to a parish for a long time. Some people wear it as a badge of honor. Like mm-hmm. I've been here for a hundred years, and whatever it might be, right. And get but an endurance medal. I, yeah. 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 I, I think, though, for people in that situation, it's really good to pray about where you're at. Because sometimes it just happens where it's like, we're, we're here because this is our parish. And maybe we're not as much engaged anymore mm-hmm. by the community. Or we're not engaged anymore by the gospel. Mm-hmm. We're not engaged anymore by 
the prompting of the Holy Spirit moving me to, to do something. We're just here because this is my parish. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and so I think that uh, that that could be another issue for people. Each parish too has their own flair. I remember talking with this with the bishop that I was working with, and and he says, well, like we we're talking about youth groups and youth ministries and stuff, but he's talking about how each parish has their own flair, and it depends on the pastor, but like the community itself has their own flair. You know what I mean? And their own charism, if you will. And talking about which way, which way does this does this tend with the community? Which way does this lean with the community? And kind of figuring out for you as as a person too, sometimes it's good for you to pray about where am I supposed to go? Where am I like if you've been there for 80 years, let's say, then then what are you supposed to be doing in this community that you're not doing right now? You know, how how because I gotta say, if you've been there that long, then your church starts to slowly die, then you're part of the problem. You know yes. what I mean? Like 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 that's to, a good point. To yeah. to to make sure that, that getting off the feet. But also um, making sure that you know people are feeling welcomed and, and the new blood is coming in and being listened to. Now, like you said, every parish has its uh, sort of charism or, or yeah. gift. So in that sense, I will say that it's fine. Like, let's say, um, for example, in the city where we live, like uh, youth ministry basically happens in our parish. Yes, for, that's right. For, so anyone across the city who's looking for youth ministry, whether it's teenage ministry or a young, young adult adults. ministry or whatever it might be, they come to our parish, but they're actually members or parishioners of another parish. And I think that's good. I think that's that's building a greater community amongst yeah. Catholics, right? So, and, and for example, another parish might have a, a strength in another area, mm-hmm. right? And so we encourage parishioners to, you know, instead of every single mm-hmm. parish having, uh, you know, like... S- Something well, that's not working as strong as it can be, yeah. uh, and it depends, of course, on the on the geography, on the location, on the city, on the uh, on the number of Catholics, on the number of parishes, number but, of priests. But, but there's some parishes that are like quite literally like within a block or two blocks in the bigger cities. They're, like they're two or three blocks from each other, and so knowing that, like recognizing those flares. Feeding those those charisms, like if we're youth ministry, and then um, one of the other churches is feeding the poor, feeding the hungry, and or or um, you know, and, and then another parish is community, whatever the case, or feeding maybe helping the sick or helping the like feeding those areas, and you can still be belong to your parish. Like we know a lot of young young people that belong to our. Um, youth group that come to our youth group, but on Sundays they go and altar serve at their own parishes, right? Or they go, they, they're at their own parishes on Sunday, but then anytime we're doing stuff, they're coming to our parish to, to be a part of it. So they're part of, they're part of the Catholic community of the region, which is kind of really cool. And they're involved in the community. That's they are. I think yeah. That's yeah. at the end of the day, we're not just church hopping for no reason. We're, we are involving ourselves in, in the, in the greater uh, community. And I, th- I think, you know, that's at the end of the day what what it what is okay. I mean, you look at you look at people who, for example, they'll go to daily mass wherever they can find it. Like that's okay. What we're I mean, what we're not saying we're not saying that it's you can't do that. Like there are some parishes that offer yeah. better times for daily mass. People work during the day. There's a noon mass somewhere on your lunch break, or some people you know might have an eight a.m. before work starts. Or if you're retired, you go to the nine o'clock. Or if there's an yeah. evening mass or whatever it might be. You go wherever if you feel, if you feel called like to to attend a daily mass, go. For for it, mm-hmm. you know, um, but at the end of the day, like it's it's important that we're not hiding from mm-hmm. a community. The other thing I, I want to bring up is is uh, some Catholics who, when traveling or when invited to certain events, uh, you know, on Sunday will attend a Protestant church instead uh, of, of, a, of yeah. a Catholic mass, and say like, "Oh, I was out of town on the weekend, but I was staying with my aunt and uncle, and they go to the Pentecostal church, so I joined them mm-hmm. for mass on Sunday." You know, 
that is not okay. Well, <laughs> and, and let me let yeah. me be clear. It does not fulfill your Sunday mm-hmm. obligation. Yeah, exactly. You know, you are welcome to go with your aunt and uncle to a Pentecostal service. And sing praise and worship and with sing them. sing with them or whatever it might be. We're not but allowed to receive communion, though. it does no. not fulfill your Sunday obligation. It does not replace you being at Catholic Mass that Sunday. That is not okay in that sense. Uh, and if if you are at a church, like let's say the Anglican community or something like that, that, that presents... Uh, Communion bread, yeah. uh, you are not to participate in it at all. We've talked about this on previous podcasts, but just to bring it up, and then, and there are reasons, there are good reasons because we're not in communion with them. We don't believe the same thing they believe. We believe some of the things, but we're not in communion with them, and it's not the body and blood of Christ. It's not they. And they that don't believe the that. Same, the same if you're going to a funeral or a wedding in a ch- yeah. in another Christian church uh, that's that's not Catholic. You are not to present yourself to receive their communion bread. Um, and and again, you know, it does not fulfill your Sunday obligation. Now there are there are some um, churches. I mean, they're they're Catholic, right. so there are like the Byzantine Rite um, or the uh, Ukrainian Catholic churches, and those are different um, sects, different uh, rites of yeah. the same Catholic Church. And so, because of those ones, so you can go and receive at the Byzantine Church. Yeah, at the at the, it's in communion with the, the Catholic, Catholic Church, Church, the Roman Catholic Church. So yeah. we're the Latin Rite of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, then there is, like you said, the yeah. Ukrainian the and, the, and the Byzantine. Coptic. They're all, they're all in yeah. communion with the Catholic Church, so you can attend there. That does fulfill your Sunday obligation. Yeah. Okay. And you can participate in the Eucharist. Yeah. Fine. There. Yeah. Um, okay. So what about uh, like? I think at the end of the day, here we are. The point of searching for a place to worship is that. Yes, it's in, it's important to find where you feel comfortable because we don't want you just going to the same place forever if you're not being spiritually fed. Mm, yes. Uh, we need to grow in our Christian faith. So if that means I go to Mass here on Sunday, but on Tuesday I go to Bible study at another community or a youth group on a <laughs> Thursday or whatever it might be, then that's fine. You're you're part of the community. You're part you're you're part of the community, and it's right. you're being spiritually fed. Mm-hmm. And and more than that, the the kind of cross pollination that occurs there enriches the community as a whole. That it's like you do have that rootedness within your parish community, but you're also involved and engaged with other parishes, other Catholics, in the area. right? Yeah. It's yeah. true, and that's yeah. why like it's really beautiful when like for example the Knights of Columbus get get together. Uh, you know, all these different councils get together, or the Catholic Women's League. Different councils get together. Like it's 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 a beautiful thing to show, like uh, yeah. like how large uh, the universal community is yeah. in in your community, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think it's really important that at the end of the day, we are focused on nourishing our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the key. So if you're saying like you know my family will be better suited somewhere else, mm-hmm. then you'll have to make the difficult decision to change. But you know, if you're if you're always making the change, I think there's it's something, something different. To think about what yeah. what is yeah. going on in my heart. What is going sense. on in my in my mind? If it's if it's something as simple as I like going to uh, you know uh, uh, Tuesday night mass here, and uh, but I go to my parish on Sunday, or I mean that's that's a good thing. Or if it's like I I, I like to go to confession at that church because <laughs> it's not my priest. You know, that's that's a totally different thing. Right? But I think if we're continually moving, 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 and we're not planting ourselves anywhere, There's a deeper something, something yeah, deeper at work there. We, yeah. we have to nourish ourselves somewhere, right? The church has a what, it, what it's called uh, a domicile. 
So right. a domicilus is somewhere where a, a person lives, like your place of residence for a, that you've been for a number of years, and every domicile has a parish. So every person, every, every person house lives in a parish boundary. Mm-hmm. And it used to, back in the day, be like, that's the parish you belong to. So whatever parish, church is in your boundary, like around your domicile, around the place where you live, that is the place where you go to receive the sacraments, uh, you know, where where you are entitled to go receive the sacraments and, and, and be part of the parish. And even though, let's say, you're not officially registered there because of your domicile, that is your parish. Now that right? makes sense too. Back in the olden days, if you're like horse and buggy time, or or like you're going to the closest church where your house lives, like for the most part, anyways, right? Like you're going to that. There's a you're you're in this town, and that's the church. We walked we walked to church. Uh, yeah, uh, when I was yeah. growing up, right? Because there was a church just a couple blocks from us. Uh, so, like, does that does that have some weight in in mm-hmm. Catholicism today? Yes, it does. It doesn't mean that you're restricted to that parish, but everyone still has a domicile. You ha- like it's it's different if you've just moved somewhere mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it might be. You know, you have to you have to establish yourself in your domicile. Some people might have two domiciles, like uh, for example, they have a summer home, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and a winter home or whatever it might be. Uh, but at the at the end of the day, like the church does have something where, like, if you want to get married outside of your domicile, like outside of the parish boundary. Uh, you know, there's a letter from your pastor, even though you might not even attend that church. The pastor of your proper parish mm-hmm. has to write a letter saying, "Yeah, go for it, get married somewhere else," or, yeah. or with baptism. Like those are the those are the things, the structure of the church. Now, because everyone's on in cars and moving around, and churches are closed, and the yeah. churches aren't as 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 um, everywhere as they used to. You don't see this focus on domicile anymore or sticking within mm-hmm. your parish boundary. There are some churches that do it and some churches that yeah. that don't. And but at the at the end of the day, you know, if if if, if you're crossing town because uh, you like this restaurant better or whatever yeah. it might be, and that might be the mentality, yeah. right? I like this church better, so I, I go there. And again, if you're being spiritually fed, if you are growing in your faith, and not just because you like it. Like there's something about there's something about like oh I, I like it here, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my spiritual life is not growing. Sometimes sometimes we do de- we do need to be challenged. Yes. Sometimes we do need to uh, look like look honestly at our faith life and say, have I grown? Mm-hmm. Have I has my spiritual life deepened? You know, am I better today in my spiritual life than I was last year? And if the if the mm-hmm. answer is no. Then why could be my fault? Could mm-hmm. be, could be my own person. I'm not yeah. committing to my personal prayer, or it could be every um, Sunday when I go to mass. Maybe the preacher, whether it's a deacon or a priest, is not preaching on the gospel. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe they're preaching about something else. Uh, maybe they're telling stories from their own life instead of talking about Jesus. <laughs> like all those things contribute to. Well, hmm. where are we being fed? And if that is the issue, then people have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And taking it to prayer, taking it to prayer to, to make those decisions is a big part. Because for me, it was it was it was very clear. God made it very clear to us that we were supposed to move because I took it to mm-hmm. prayer, and then and then things happened that made it okay. No, we gotta leave. Yeah. We gotta leave it for for us. We gotta go to this other parish. Yeah. You know, and, and that discernment can look different at different life stages yeah, as well. Sure. Like when exactly. you're when you're talking about like your family and yeah. a good place for them to 
be rooted and to grow. Um, I can give so when I was becoming Catholic after I had done RCIA, um, you know, in my domicile that there was there was a parish there, but. I went to the Basilica because I, and, you know, selfishly in part of the life stage that, um, you know, one of the things that drew me to Catholicism was beauty and architecture and um, the theology of, you know, uh, um, uh, a church that was like deliberate about um, uh, it, it constructing itself uh, in that way, um, that, you know, I was being formed by by the space and i had you know um uh connected with the the pastor there so um that was a very formative part of my life so it was you know in that case it was a better situation for me to be in that environment even though it wasn't strictly in my domicile that that was part of the part of the discernment or part of the kind of justification of why i would go somewhere else Mm. Yeah. yeah, and just thinking about, you know, one of the reasons why I left uh, a parish or stopped going to Mass there, I should say, on my routine when I was working and trying to catch Masses, I just didn't think that what was being preached about was correct. Like, there, you know, there was a priest who was saying things that yeah. were not true to the Catholic teachings. And unfortunately, that happens today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, in this sure. world where people are following political ideologies or uh, whatever it might be, that that happens. Yeah. People just jump on the bandwagon, or you know, sometimes we have poorly formed uh, ministers in the church, whether they're permanent deacons or a priest, whatever it might be, and and they're preaching about things that are maybe pleasing to the ear but aren't correct. Yeah. And so that was one of the reasons that I left, uh, or I stopped going to mass at, at certain churches. And it's, it's too bad because uh, there's two problems there. One, the people who are going there for Mass aren't getting fed. Mm-hmm. And two, the people who are staying there aren't being challenged and, in fact, are, are learning about maybe learning about things that aren't right. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's forming their faith or yep. forming their conscience, conscience in a way yeah. that's not right. Those are all things to consider. They're all things to consider when when you go to a parish or you uh, stay at a parish or you leave a parish. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, that's uh, my considerations for today. And but honestly, at the end of the day, uh, we we have to be examining our spiritual life and and seeing are are, are we growing? Are yeah. we growing or are we just staying stagnant? If you want to share with us uh, a time when you left the parish uh, or. Uh, uh, what drew you, you to a parish? What drew you to yeah. a mm. parish? You know, what's happened in your parish that's beautiful? What's happened in your parish that's not <laughs> beautiful? Share with us. Leave it in a comment here on our social media or uh, our YouTube video or wherever you're uh, watching or listening to this. Or you can send us a direct email at askus at thecatholicbuzz.com. So that's all the time we got today. So thank you, Josh, and thank you, Matt. My name is Father Tinelli. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.